welcome to Tears of a Clown, the podcast. My name is Olivia. I'm so glad you're here. If you're not familiar with me, I would love to introduce myself. I am 31 years old. I live in California. I am Sagittarius. I'm going to say it right now. I'm actually Sagittarius Sun, Virgo Moon, and Capricorn Rising. For all my astrological hoes, love you. And I am the daughter of two immigrants, a Persian father and a Serbian mother, so I'm first generation. I have three older sisters. I'm the youngest. I have two cats that I love dearly uh, that are slightly overweight. Uh, I've been in tech for about five years. I'm on the executive team at my company. I worked my way up from the very, very bottom. And I have a lot of other things about myself. I'm an aunt, a sister, a best friend, a mentor, a pain in the ass. I could go on and on. And that kind of leads me to starting this off. So I just finished my third book. My first book I published in 2018, The Archeress. The second was The Hellhound that I published in 2020. And in 2022, I published The Sacrosanct. So after I finished my three books, I have realized that I kind of need to always be giving advice and creating or else I get a little antsy. I tried podcasting a couple years ago and totally enjoyed it, but life just took a different course, and so I stopped. But I'm pretty pretty into the idea of being back. Before we get started, I did want to share that this is a personal space. So who I am as a leader and who I am as a family member and who I am as a friend or stranger does not coincide completely with what I will be during this podcast. I've learned that it's okay to wear different hats and different scenarios of our lives, and we want to integrate things as much as possible, but I am just one person, and I have to be true to myself. And there are aspects of my life that are not totally politically correct, are not things that certain parties in my life want to hear about, but this is for me. I like to share my truth, I like to express myself, and I'm okay with doing that. With that being said, we just gotta set a couple ground rules here. Number one, if you're under the age of 21, please go ahead and hit the stop button. I promise I'll see you in a couple years. And the second thing is beliefs and values. My own spiritual beliefs, my political views, my value system is personal to me. In fact, I find that to be the list of things that are the most intimate one person can carry. I also don't find those as defining factors for whether I should or should not let someone in my life. I have a different experience than most people. My parents came here to make a better life for my family, so I don't really know what it's like to only be here and have that total and holistic start. What I can say is where I come from, acceptance is not encouraged, it is required. So it is important to me that anyone from any walk of life is able to listen to my podcast and enjoy it. If you don't like it, that's totally okay. You can go ahead and head out. And I want to keep my private life private. And what's private to me is those things. I can talk to you about my dating life, my love life, sex life, all the horrific and also humorous things that I experience. I will give you advice. I will share my perspective. But that to me is sacred. So I promise to respect your space as long as you respect mine. Now let's get into it. Tears of a clown, baby. Let's do it. So yesterday I posted a story on Instagram and I asked my followers to please submit questions if they want any advice from me. 
And there was a ongoing theme of one very specific thing. I was blown away by the amount of men that were reaching out to me for tips and tricks on DMing women that they were interested in and or text etiquette, uh, dating app approaches, all kinds of stuff. So I think it's important that we talk about this stuff. Specifically, I have a lot of experience in this area on the receiving end. So I am by no means a social media mogul, but I do have men DM me quite often. And it's probably because I've been on and off dating apps for the last decade. I had one very serious relationship that I will often talk about. And then I was engaged a few years later. So mostly aside from those two instances, one was a couple years, one was only one year, I've been on the market. So my DMs are a fucking mess, okay? I'm just gonna say it, it's it's a train wreck. And I wanna talk to you all about the way that you can avoid being lumped into that. And it's nothing personal against anyone, but we gotta learn to do this right. So the first thing I wanna say is if you are reaching out to someone and you're interested in them, clearly most of the time it's on a surface level, right? We don't, we haven't met someone in person or we haven't talked to them. We haven't experienced their energy. We don't know what they like, what they dislike. We only see one proportion of them. That's okay. And I get that with that, you don't want to put too much effort forth with a complete stranger. I know that's a lot of times the argument with a guy. I understand that. But saying hey doesn't do the job, okay? Think about this. If you're one of the dozens of men messaging an attractive woman just saying, hey, where where's the draw there? And to be quite frank with you, if you're not their type, everybody has types, or if you're not someone that they find physically appealing just in general, you're not going to stick out from the rest. And that doesn't mean that you're doomed. That doesn't mean that it's all about looks. That doesn't mean you can't go further. But hey is not enough. How are you doing is not enough, okay? So one thing that I've seen is a lot of guys will just DM me, hey, how are you doing? And it's like, I have no interest in talking to them. I'm a busy woman. I, what am I going to get out of that, right? I don't, I don't want to talk to you. I, I'm, I'm fine. I have my friends. I have my family. I have my cohorts. I'm good. Like, I don't, I don't need to talk to a stranger. So I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that people make when they're first approaching someone, either on social media or on dating apps. I don't want to talk about how my weekend was, okay? So this is where you have to put a little bit of effort forward, my guys. It's really simple. If you're seeing someone's profile, whether it be on a dating app or on social media, there's going to be a few things that you're going to see that they like. And guess what? You can be patient. You can wait a little bit of time, look at a couple stories. I guarantee you they will post a song that they like or put a location tag that they enjoy to go to or have a brand of something or a news article. Give someone time to show you more of who they are and what they're about. And that's going to render much better results to work with. So for instance, the times the DMs have worked on me is when someone has said, okay, I'm going to be honest with you. Never heard this album before. I'm so stoked that you like posted this. I just got into it and I like can't stop listening. Thanks. And it's like, Wow, there's no, maybe there is an intention to get to know me, but there's no weird pressure there. You're not being mundane. You're not just saying whatever. It's taking a little bit of effort to talk to me. And then at that point, regardless if I'm attracted to the person or not, I'm going to be like, hey, thanks so much. You should check out so-and-so too. Like there's that sliver of, of a hope that more can happen there. And if it doesn't, you can try, you know, one or another time. 
And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And that's where we got to pull up our bootstraps, as my mom would say, and keep moving on. Effort makes a big difference. And if you're not willing to put in the effort, we will be able to see that. The second cardinal sin. Oh, gosh. Repeating yourself. Dude, don't do that. I have guys that will just say, hey, hey, you're hot. You're hot. Anything over and over again. And I'll scroll up and there's weeks and months of that. If someone doesn't respond to your first attempt, it's okay to try again once or so after that. But if somebody's flat out ignoring you, you got to let that go. That's that's not going anywhere. Trust me, we see it. Okay. Now, granted, if you're DMing a straight up celebrity, I, I'm not in that realm. I'm not a celebrity. I don't know how to tell you. I'm just talking about normal people living their lives here. So I get a little follow up. It's it's a little risky, but I can respect that. Okay. But after that, you've got to stop. So if you're sending me the same message over and over again, what what are you thinking? Or you've already extended your offer and then you continue sending dozens of messages after that. That's not a good look. And here's why. We want someone who has time valued in their life. And if you spend your time, your free time, DMing a stranger, trying to get their attention with, with simplistic gestures, that tells me you really aren't that busy. And you really aren't that important. And let me tell you, importance doesn't have to mean success or wealth or social status. What it does mean is that your life and your responsibilities and your passions are your number one priority. So when I look at a guy with a fully integrated life, some of my guy friends, they don't have time to be DMing a girl over and over again. They're literally, quite literally, taking care of their animals, working on their career, doing stuff around their house, hanging out with their boys, getting into their hobbies, whether it be skateboarding or playing basketball or, I don't know, bowling, okay? I don't, <laughs> it could be anything, golfing, terrible sport, but you, you catch my drift here. So if you're continuing to reach out to someone, what that tells me is, number one, you probably do this on a serial aspect, especially if you don't have a unique approach. And number two is, you probably don't have much going on in your life. That's not attractive to me. So we've got to nip that in the bud. And if you're thinking to yourself, well, shit, okay, I don't have a lot going on, Liv. You got to focus your attention inward because you're trying to keep something there to occupy your time that needs to be occupied by you. So what I would say is, yeah, if you're just working and going home and watching TV, trust me, we've all been there. I've been through those phases. You got to slow down and be like, all right, I don't really have much going on in my life. Let me get like a, a boys night together or some friends together once a month. Let me start going to the gym again. Let me try and work on this thing in my room that I know it looks like crap, right? Something, anything that can occupy you in the law of attraction, which is scientifically proven that as a real thing, it is very obvious when someone has worthwhile endeavors going on in their life. And worthwhile can be defined in a lot of different ways. When you don't and when you're just sitting there idly, you're not going to be desired as much. So really the benefit is for you because any of that stuff you're doing is going to make you better, make you stronger, make you more confident. But also it's going to set you apart from the rest. And that goes into the serial DMers here. I touched on this a little bit. But if you're just hardizing every girl's post and it's not reciprocated, dude, that is just... It, we can spot those from a mile away. Like I have a guy who's a nice guy. He's not an attractive guy. He responds to every one of my stories and I appreciate the compliments, but it's like, dude, I look at his following. He's following thousands of girls and he probably does that to all of them. Is just hoping he can get one hook, lined and synced. And I get it, dude. If you want to, you know, have 
as many experiences and conquests as you can, great. But, I mean, do it, do it strategically. Use a little wit in the process. The next cardinal sin is the showing of the attachment style too soon. And don't sit here and be like, I don't want to play games. This has nothing to do with games. This is basic respect and, like, uh, self-control, okay? I've had guys make it into the DMs or, you know, on a dating app we've matched. And we start talking and then they start doing some weird stuff. They're sending multiple messages after I haven't responded or they're being aggressive. That does not make us want to talk to you. What that shows me is, wow, you're already being like this and I haven't met you. My God, I do not want to meet you. I do not. This is a lot. This is making me uncomfortable. So take a hint. Just because someone showed you interest initially does not mean their interest is there anymore. This is such a complex world. They could have went to a bar that night. Maybe you were attractive and you did it off. I get it. And then they met someone and they're like, oh, I'm in love with this person. And then they stopped talking to you and you try to check in and didn't hear back. Okay, let it go. So being pushy is never going to render a good result. Consistency and pushiness are two very different things. I respect consistency. I've had someone in the past that I was interested in and you know, sometimes I would like, like their story or, you know, comment back and we, we'd banter a little bit. And then it'd be a while since we talked again. I'll be like, all right, I'm going to try again, you know? And most of the time that doesn't work out, but sometimes you can wear it someone enough and in, in the time aligns and it works out. I understand that, but pushiness is never going to get you what you want. That is literally one of the least attractive things that you can do. When we're talking about pushiness, this goes into the biggest cardinal rule to me. Um, that is like a don't do it. Gosh, getting sexual off the bat. Listen to me, okay? It does not matter what your sexual identity is, what your gender identity is. I'm someone who's dated pretty much any type of person that identifies as anything. Obviously, today we're really focusing on men and women. So, you know, straight relationships. But getting sexual off the bat, unless there's an invitation, is quite literally the biggest way to turn someone off to you as a person a lot of the other things are forgivable oh hey he didn't have the strongest approach or it was a little dorky a little dry but just being sexual off the bat basically tells me number one you have intimacy issues so you have to skip to the sexual component because you don't know how to create a bond with someone outside of that because your identity is so rooted in connecting with someone sexually which again Sexually connecting is an amazing, incredible thing. I think it's one of the biggest gifts that we've been given. But if you're just doing that as a means to get what you need, that tells me you got a lot going on under the hood. Now, I want to say if there's an invitation, I know plenty of people, again, regardless of their gender, who just want something casual, just want to be physically involved with someone. And if the attention and the you know, invitations there, go ahead. But if it's not, step back. I can't tell you the amount of attractive... And probably cool people that I have talked to that I immediately unmatched or stopped texting because they tried to get sexual off the jump. And again, if that's what someone wants, if they're looking for something casual and sexual, go ahead. That's totally fine. But that is not the vibe I'm putting out there. If on my dating profile it says I'm looking for a relationship and I'm trying to have a fruitful conversation with you and you're immediately jumping to something that can manipulate the situation so it turns sexual and you get what you want out of it, Bro, immediate turnoff. The best way 
gosh, the best, most fulfilling way to really connect to someone is when they want you. Some of the most incredible sex and incredible relationships I've had is where the guy basically does not make any gesture towards me. Now, hear me out, okay? There's this saying that like, it's like if a guy doesn't touch you on a first date, you know he's really interested in you. And I I think that's a bit of an extreme. But what I will say is, a little bit, I, my love language is physical touch, okay? So I, I love to be touched by someone I'm attracted to or someone I'm close to, friendships and, and relationships. You know, putting a hand on the, on the hip to like guide towards the table or staying on the other side of the sidewalk or, you know, little things like that. I'll be right back, touching the hand. That's all really attractive. In fact, that's, that's wonderful, okay? But specifically when someone is just spending time with me and I don't feel like they're like, I want to have sex with you. Let me show you my, let me show you a great I'm at sex. Let me, let me, let me prove my sexual value or you'd be so lucky to have sex with me. Like, it's just like, you're looking in their eyes and it's like sex, sex, sex. That's not attractive. It's the person who's kind of just chilling with you and you're like, are you into me? I mean, you seem kind of into me. And then it's like, damn, I want you. An invitation from a woman is the best way to connect with them when they actually feel like they want you, okay? And I'm not saying that doesn't mean you can't be true to yourself. If you're a pursuer, that's totally fine. I'm not saying you have to wait for the person to make the first move. But what I am saying is when you just push it, it's never going to be as good as when it naturally unfolds. Bedside manner matters. It really does. And again, it does not have anything to do with what your intention is whether you're trying to find your freaking person you're going to marry or whether you just want to have a friends with benefits anything else that connection that you can forge with someone to whatever depth of a level you want it to be makes all the difference and what i will say is some of the best most amazing and beautiful and whoa i can't believe that happened experiences in my life have been with someone that i forge somewhat of a friendship with. I felt like I respected them. They respected me and we had genuine, you know, interests in what one another liked and did. And that doesn't require a lot other than a little bit of self-awareness and some patience. Patience will always get us to what we want more than anything. I know it's something we struggle with. We're humans and we're designed to want it now and get it over with. But I really like you to marinate on that. The amount of things that have been the most impactful to you. A lot of them probably took a while to get. And by the way, I am in no way, shape, or form going to even try and say that there's a timeline to anything that you experience with people. I was engaged to someone that I was with for a couple months, okay? I have fallen in love with someone in less than two weeks. I've been there. I get it. In fact, I'm probably I'm probably the exact walking example of like take it slow. So I'm not here to invalidate any of your experience in that front. But what I will say is if you're trying to get to know someone and they haven't unfolded to you yet, or if you're trying to just rush to the end point, it's you're gonna end up over it and bored by by the time that that is uh, concluded. In the spirit of the podcast named Tears of a Clown, really outlining the laughs and the loss when it comes to love, dating, and sex, I'm going to tell you all a funny story. And that's my promise to you is I will always give you one little tidbit. So I want to tell you about the time that I went on one of the worst dates of my life. And this had a lot to do with rushing the outcome, not being self-aware and having absolutely no bedside manner. 
I traditionally have a way that I go about getting to know someone if I've met them over an app. It's very different in person, obviously. If we exchange numbers on the app after hitting it off, we will text. I'll voice text, then I'll go to a FaceTime. If we get to the point of a FaceTime and I feel like I hit it off with you, then I will hang out with you. I will not meet someone 99% of the time without having FaceTime them. I'm really big on certain things. The way someone's voice sounds, their mannerisms, and how they carry themselves, and most importantly, how well they listen. In this scenario, I was not able to do my atypical vetting process. <laughs> it was a little bit of a rush and I was kind of going through a heartbreak at the time. So I felt like, fuck it. I'm just going to go out with this guy. I have a type and I know not all people do, but I do. I love a guy from the South. It's my favorite thing. Cowboy-esque type dude. Uh, and this guy fit, you know, fits some of the qualifications, not all of them. So I decided, hell, I'll go out with him. Went somewhere near my house. And as soon as I met up with him, I was immediately disappointed. It was a fashion disaster. And what I will say is I, I, I understand that might make me sound like an asshole. And I'm okay with that. Uh, I think it's totally all right to want to be attracted to someone you're with. And I will say that as someone who has been with someone that I was not physically attracted to. I once literally had to convince myself to be physically attracted to someone I was with. And uh, it did not render the best results. Uh, you got to be true to yourself. Okay. Now, nobody comes prepackaged perfectly. And I understand that. But when you meet someone, you want to kind of dig their vibe. So dude came in with like the 2012 hyphy movement aviators and like a black and pink flat bill hat. Just an absolute disaster. So I'm like, all right. And then it was his energy, though, that threw me off. He was just so loud. He was so invasive. As soon as he met me, he, like, put his arm around me. He was just drawing way too much attention. And in my career and who I am as a person, I, I do have a strong personality. So I have no problem being loud and especially you know, I tend to be a little bossy. Um, but in my personal life, I very much enjoy one-on-one -on -one time. I don't like crowds. I like quality conversation. And I definitely don't like a drawing attention to myself in terms of behavior when I'm out. So this was very off-putting to me. He was just chatting it up with everyone. The people were not reciprocating the interest that he was showing in the conversations. And he was holding up the line when we were getting drinks. I heard a couple behind me be like, dude, this dude's so fucking annoying. I just want my drink. I'm getting mortified within the first five minutes of meeting him. We go to sit down and it only gets worse. As we're talking, he is speaking so loudly. I can barely get a word in edgewise to start with. And I hear some of the tables next to me chattering about how loud and annoying this guy is within the first few minutes. I mean, it was really that bad. So I'm thinking to myself, uh, this is, I need to finish this drink because this is going to be rough. Well, it only got worse. On top of his lack of self-awareness, <laughs> he started trauma dumping on me like crazy. He was telling me things that were so not appropriate for a first date. And I get it. Again, I've told you guys, I've been very honest. I have connected with someone really quickly. I, I, <laughs> I am not ashamed to say I've said I love you within a week of knowing someone. Okay, I get it. Yeah, it sounds a little toxic. All right, so what? I'm an artist. What can I say? 
but that was mutual. Um, this, what I did not ask to hear all this. So this guy is going into detail about how he has an assault charge, how he crashed his car, how he, you know, had a Coke problem. Just, I'm not the one. I, I'm not, I don't want to hear about this. I literally just wanted to like have some laughs and go on a first date. So he's talking for 45 minutes and I can't get a word in edgewise. I quite literally can't say pretty much anything. And as I've gotten older, one thing I've learned is that I need to speak up for myself. When I was younger and I'd go out with a guy like this, I would kind of like mother them and be there for them, even if I had no attraction or care for them. Like there was not an end goal there. And now I'm realizing that, you know, my words matter and my time I value a lot more than anything, more than my worry for hurting your feelings. Because ultimately, I, I don't want to make someone feel stupid or bad about themselves. So at the end of the 45-minute rant, I told him, hey, that was a lot. Thanks for sharing. Clearly, you're dealing with a lot. And I said, I just want to let you know, I um, I don't think we're a match. I, I don't feel a connection here. So I, I do appreciate you meeting me out, but I think I'm, I'm going to head out. He proceeds to tell me, what do you mean we don't have a connection? I think we have an amazing connection. And I said, you don't know anything about me. I've said three words for the last hour. And he's like, well, well I was going to ask you about yourself. And I said, that's great. I don't want to talk to you about myself because I can just tell we're, we're not compatible. So he's trying to argue with me why we would be good together. He's telling me about how good I would look in his, I don't, I, horrifically ugly I didn't realize he had like a bright orange ugly car that I, I just it was a mess okay and so I'm like no yeah that's not like that was his argument it was like well darling you'd look so good in my car and like you know like I'm a good guy I'm like oh my god how did I get myself into this <laughs> so I'm like okay I'm gonna go but thank you again like great to meet you I, I hope you know take care this man says to me so you're gonna leave me like my ex-girlfriend left me this man starts crying. Okay, I shouldn't say man. This boy starts crying. I am mortified. He is crying at the table. I know people can see us. And he starts going into his next level trauma dump. And I say, I just met you and this is so inappropriate for you to be putting this on me. I'm going to leave. I get up. I start fast walking. He's trying to follow me. I lose him. I go up to my house immediately I take out a bottle of tequila and pour a shot okay my phone is buzzing like crazy he must have called me 30 plus times okay I was mortified and I'm sitting there thinking to myself I'm already like so sad over someone that I, I've been in love with for quite a while and I'm like I, I can't I can't do this right now so I blocked the guy's number but that was a disaster uh, and, and by the way, just so you guys know, at no point did his, the like volume in which he was speaking go down. He was loud the entire time. So here's my takeaway for you all. Do the vetting process. Once you're comfortable to do the text messages, get the social media. They don't have social media, do voice messages. Then plan a FaceTime. After a FaceTime, then you decide if you want to meet them or else you're going to end up like me in the situation that I was in. Um, which was horrifying. So that that pretty much scared me um, off of dates for quite a while. There's so much more where that came from. So I hope you all enjoyed that because <laughs> I certainly did not. I did not love reliving that. 
We'll talk more soon. This is Tears of a Clown. My name is Olivia.